0: Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and once again on the podcast, we have songwriter, director of technical and musical arts, and all around psalm lover, Aaron Antone, to talk with me about Psalm 20. You'll hear us process the military context of this psalm, you'll hear us wrestle with what it means for God to give victory to his anointed, and you'll hear us talk about how this psalm might point us to praying with and for others. For me, it was a really enjoyable conversation about a psalm that both of us, actually, were a little less familiar with, so we hope you enjoy it, too. Well, to get us started, here, of course, is Aaron reading Psalm 20.
1: May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now this I know, The Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the King. Answer us when we call. Aaron, welcome back to Curious Psalms. you thank you for having me. It's great to be speaking into a microphone with you. <laughs> it's always
0: a joy. Uh, if only listeners knew what we were talking about before we pressed record. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know they would be, they would be sitting on the edge of their seats. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them. I'll just give two words about what we talked about. We were talking about worms and mattresses (laughs) but let let me reassure you listener those two were not linked they were not tied together (laughs) maybe we'll have to record some version of that conversation elsewhere yes maybe not for curious psalms. yes yes well aaron thanks for reading the psalm i find this psalm fascinating so i'm pretty interested and excited about talking about it a little bit and finding out some of your reflections on psalm 20 a short one, but a little bit different flavor than what we've experienced in the Psalter so far. So let's just begin with our first question.
1: What stood out to you in reading this psalm? Yeah, you know, I wasn't super familiar with Psalm twenty. It wasn't really on I my mean, radar. Either. So it was kinda of interesting to read it. And like you said, it's short, but it, it in my mind it had kind of two distinct sections. First of all, I always like to, like as a Psalm songwriter, I always like to notice mm-hmm when there's a, a Psalm that's for the director of music. So this is one of David's Psalms oh, it's distinctly yeah. okay. for the director of music. And there's some, there's some theories as to what exactly that means, but can you share any, any knowledge that you have? Well, I did just a little bit of studying on this, but so it could mean uh, a few things. It could have been actually okay. David maybe sort of prescribed that this should be part of the ancient Israelites worship. So he could very, very okay. well directly say, Hey, this is, part of how we worship now it could have been Uh sort of less maybe less of a prescription and more of a suggestion for the actual like director of the choir so it could have been Mm. like more like really musical notation essentially so those Mm. those are those are kind of two of the main ideas but i like i sort of like the ambiguity of it too because it allows me to to sort of take it and run with it too being a music director at grant and this is
0: is this, the, is this the name
1: of your psalms album for the director? Yeah, of it is. is You're right? right. Yeah, it is. It is. So there you go. Nice little shout out. Thank you. Yes. I did a bunch of Googling before I named it that. I'm like, surely somebody's already done this. And I didn't really yeah. find anything. So, um, so I wow, snatched well it. I snatched it by stealing it. But anyway, what stood out for me with this psalm was it seems to be very, very clearly a blessing, like the first half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anytime you have this verb, may the Lord, may he send you, may he remember. Mm-hmm. And it, it, uh, it rang, uh, it reminded me of, you know, blessings we do at Granite Springs yeah. or wait as a way to, as a sort of benediction mm-hmm. to close a service. So that stood out to me. I, I I have this like study Bible. So sometimes I'll get insight that I wouldn't normally think of or know about, but it sounds like this was, David was sending a King off to battle an enemy, right? Is that your understanding of the context? Yeah, or David is the king. He's writing the blessing for himself, maybe. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> you
0: know could be. Could be a bit but yeah, I mean, the psalm seems to point us in that direction. There's clearly, like you said, blessing. I was reading something, too. Thank goodness for people who help us understand these psalms yeah. sometimes. yeah, uh, It seems like there's sort of, if you imagine, maybe, in my mind, I mean, I I've constantly been referring to movies as I talk about these psalms, but there's... A Lord of the Rings feel like the army marching forth from Minas Tirith or something, you know, and as they go out, the people are proclaiming this blessing. May the Lord answer you when you're in distress. And then maybe there's a switch in verse six mm-hmm. to sort of the king then responding, Well, now now this I know. And then there's sort of a final prayer of the people. So there's certainly an there's a real energy to this psalm. That was one of the things that was fascinating to me. Yeah. And even I think verse seven, some trust in chariots, some in horses. This language seems to point us towards a kind of militant flavor to the psalm. Yeah. And there's constant reference to
1: victory and banners, right? Right. Right. There's a fair amount of that in psalms, I feel like, but this is very distinctly Mm -hmm. uh, battle imagery. And I don't Mm -hmm. know about you, like, for some reason in the early 90s, when I was sort of coming up late 80s, maybe in a Christian church, like, there's this cultural phenomenon of it was really important to be like a soldier like there's a lot of militant hmm. language in christianity yeah yeah yeah. so it's like uh-huh. sort of yeah Be a, and like there is paul puts some of this the armor of god he talks about sort of this battle yeah ephesians parallel. i think Ephesians, of, a lot of this language yeah, yeah yeah so i was like it never really resonated with me and so to see this in the psalms was kind of interesting yeah i don't know just but there's 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 talk in the Psalms of, of like conflict, I guess, but this is distinct battle language with the chariots and horses and stuff.
0: Yes, I resonate a lot with that, Aaron, because it feels like I think probably you and I have even talked about, I mean, I know we've talked about Psalms and enemies and what we do with enemies. And it's one thing to say we all have enemies. And so there's a basic understanding or human experience of enemies that we can relate to. Yeah. When this psalm feels like so clearly it's in a corporate military context. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's something that's maybe a little bit further from our experience. Right. right? And so, yeah, maybe we can return to this too as we continue to talk about the psalm. But how we process that and how we think about that and what it means to pray this psalm. Right. I'm with you. There's I probably instinctively would always push back. Against kind of militant imagery, yeah. and yet, like you said, it's here in the Psalms. Right. It's not just in the Psalms; it's in the New Testament too. So it's like, okay, <laughs> right.
1: well, but here we go, Bible. But what's great about the Psalms, I think, and what what makes them so appealing for us in the 21st century is that there's probably something analogous going on when we say like some trust in chariots and some in horses, and I think yeah. we can adapt that today to be well, we yeah, we totally. trust in maybe our stuff, or even our own Mm -hmm. strength before we trust in God. One of the images too here is,
0: you know, if you think about kind of the army going out, there's a sense in the blessing that God is both sort of the back lines. He's the support structure. So literally part of the blessing is may he send you help from the sanctuary. You can kind of think the supply lines, right? Going out from the sanctuary, but then he's (laughs) also the front lines. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. That's comes in verse six. You don't give victory purely by the supply lines, right? So there is this kind of sense in this military image that God is both going before and going behind, which in some sense actually echoes the blessing that we would give on a Sunday, make God go before you yeah. to lead you, make God go behind you to protect you. There is, uh, God is sort of all around uh, this experience. It's not just a, okay, go off and hopefully he'll help you. It's, uh, well, God is going before you. God is going behind you. He's the support and he is the one who will give victory, which I thought was just an yeah. interesting kind of layer of the Psalm as well. That maybe bleeds us into our second question a little bit, so we can
1: move there now, I think. What do we learn about God from this psalm? Well, this is an easy question to think about because it's sort of like right there in verse 6. <laughs> yes, I know. So, so it's like totally <laughs> cheating. <laughs> what do we learn about God? Now this I know, verse 6 says. So, okay, there it is. So what we learn about God is that he gives victory to his anointed, and he answers from his heavenly sanctuary the victorious power of his right hand. Any thoughts about what that means for us? You know, with that I I, I do I do still get sidetracked with that victory that idea of victory. So maybe yeah. I'll turn around and ask you, what what does that mean? What is the idea of victory for us? As 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 <laughs> yeah, as followers of God. That's a good question.
0: It feels like when we read the Old Testament, there's always multiple layers going on, right? So there's one layer where kind of what we were talking about in the first part of our conversation there's a really concrete circumstance it feels like in which this psalm would have been used yeah right there's yeah. like out goes the army and here's this blessing i find it really interesting you were, when you were talking about the director of music that this psalm also potentially might have been integrated into the regular worship of Israel, right. so does that mean they're also singing this when there's not an army going out? Right. Oh, that's kind of interesting. So, what does it mean when they sing it in that way? Yeah, I think there's another there's another sense, right? When we read about the anointed in the Old Testament, that word is Messiah. Interestingly, oh. uh, that, like the, our word Messiah comes from the word the Hebrew word for anointed. Huh. And so there's this layer as New Testament Christians where anointed might ping for us, like. Oh, this is interesting. yeah, like, how is this helping us think about Jesus? And then there's obviously the the concreteness of God continuing to work for us, his people. so there's uh, that's yeah. all to say I don't know that it's answering, but there's so many layers and one way to read it also is to think about what it means for the Lord to give victory to Jesus yeah and what that means for us right so it's almost that's
1: maybe an invitation to a two-step reading there's a there's so there's a long through line to Christ's death and resurrection, right? Potentially. yeah, I mean that, that anointed point is really interesting. Yeah, I mean certainly. If you read this psalm and you think
0: about Jesus and even in the gospels, the victory he's given repeatedly over say or demonstrates his power against the demonic, the fact that ultimately he prevails over death. You you can It's very easy to hear him in this psalm. Like yeah. it is in many psalms actually, yeah.
1: but Yeah. I think it certainly makes sense that he would be present. When you think of ancient ancient Israel, you think about how they were these are people who are sort of always under somebody's thumb, like they're on the run. They're always kind yeah. of on the on the defensive. So the idea of, of looking for, yeah, watching for an anointed and then always sort of being at, at battle, like in conflict with some, whether it's, <laughs> yeah, whether it's their natural surroundings, whether it's or while they're wandering in the wilderness or it's, mm. you know, actual armies at their gates.
0: Oh, that's that's super helpful, Aaron, because it, it is right. The way I framed it was to talk about Jesus's power over the demonic and over death. It's. I think what you're saying is really helpful. The longing that this psalm would have for a Messiah who's going to deliver them from Roman oppression yes. or these various empires that right. dominate them right. is also worth kind of. I think sitting in because it would have had that tone, right? Where you, I mean, we're looking for a Messiah. I mean, yeah. even the disciples are going to ask Jesus, "Is now the time for the kingdom? Let's go! Right. <laughs> Let's do it!
1: Right. You know, right? Just like ah." And, and there are, so, so I just hear echoes of how long, oh Lord. And so as a songwriter, it's like, okay, so if we take this idea of you're longing, you're longing for something, but they're all, you're also being sort of pummeled from all over the place. In our case, it's not necessarily armies at our gates, but it's going to be, it's going to be uh, pandemics. It's going to be depression. Mm. It's going to be, you know, maybe financial instability, things that sort of are throwing us mm. off our game constantly. Yeah. It's really interesting to think about what victory means and what victory
0: looks like. That's not uh, that's not trite and that's not dismissive of the struggles, right? You know, because that's some Christian traditions will tend to do that. Basically, you just claim victory in the name of the Lord and you're covered. You're God's anointed, so (laughs) like there's nothing you cannot conquer. And there's like a part of it that's well, yeah. I mean, God, God is certainly that powerful, but also, what do we do when when Psalm 20 is, this prayer isn't answered, right? Yeah. And how do we acknowledge the depths? When you say something like depression, I think particularly, how do we invite people both into the confidence of Psalm 20 and, yeah, and to recognize the real struggle too and not to be dismissive of it? Yeah. It's not, it's not easy. Hmm. I guess all that's to say a psalm is complicated in what it's teaching us
1: about God. <laughs> it's both obvious. It's both obvious and highly complex. Matt, when I, every time we start this podcast, I think, oh, I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> every word I'm super confident about. And then we go and well, make that's it. Why, that's why I keep
0: having you, having you on the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> I need someone who knows what's happening. <laughs> yeah, sure. But one other thing that I thought was interesting is how much the name of God is mentioned. I think it comes up three times in this psalm. Hmm. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Verse one, we lift our banners in the name of our God. Uh, verse seven, we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. It's sort of one of those interesting details that doesn't really seem that important (laughs) if that makes like why you could equally say we trust in the lord our god in fact that's how we usually talk about trusting in god yeah we don't talk about trusting in the name of god but this is a recurring piece in the psalms and it seems like part of what is happening here is it is a way of pointing again to the intimacy of god to in other words the proclamation is our god is one who answers the question who are you when we ask so it's not an aloof God, but when we say "Who are you, God?" God gives us His name, and that's part of the covenant. The, the covenant of the Old Testament is that there's yeah. a willingness to reveal yeah, yeah. Himself, which the willingness to reveal Himself also shows a certain kind of commitment to His people, and those two go together. And then again, kind of pointing beyond itself to the ultimate revelation of God that we receive in Jesus, and the way that that is sort of the ultimate for usness. <laughs> it's, a, it's a coin of phrase for us,ness, yeah. but I just thought that was interesting that that came up three times in kind of this the context of this psalm continually kind of relying yeah. and pointing back to okay, who God is, He is the one who is for us, He's the one who's willing to reveal himself to us.
1: yeah, nice catch I like the I like how you describe that as um, a level of intimacy like if you, when you have kind of multiple <laughs> names and for a person or multiple roles that they fulfill in your life that means that you're pretty close. Yeah, that's cool. It's
0: actually kind of interesting. I'm just looking at this now. It's In verse 1, it's in the name of the God of Jacob. In verse Mm 5, it's the name of our God. And in verse 7, it's the name of... Uh, of the lord our god or in the name of yahweh our god it's the covenant name there so uh, there's kind of a pointing back the god of jacob sort of the god of our ancestors there's a the name of our god is possessive and then this covenant name is used so even the even who the name belongs to is shifted through the psalm i mean referring to the same oh uh, yeah it's the same person yeah. right but it's kind of an interesting development there as well
1: yeah that's nice that's cool
0: all right. Shall we talk about our third question? How does this psalm? How does
1: this psalm about an army going forth to battle help <laughs> us to pray? <laughs> well, I'm going to go a little bit back to the first half again, where, oh, where yeah. it's 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 kind of uh, it's kind of a blessing, essentially, like a five verse verse blessing. So I thought, well, mm. maybe this psalm is helping us to to pray for others, basically. So maybe yeah. we can invest that prayer into the flourishing of others. Mm. Yeah. I also love the very, like, last verse, verse 9. Lord, give victory to the king. Answer us when we call. And I love this. (laughs) Not a psalm can go by without this enduring, timeless practice of the psalmist asking God for help. Like, that seems to be (laughs) Mm. almost everywhere in the psalms. So, yeah, it it turns from blessing to, I know this is going to happen, but also help at the very end you know yeah. like we, we're not going to be able to do this without you
0: mm. yeah i was reflecting on the corporate nature of this psalm that there's i mean the blessing is given to sort of an individual in some ways to the king and the king yes. responds but there's yep. a real sense that the victory of the king is the victory of his of his people and it's not just about sort of, oh, Aaron, I hope you have a really successful day today. I mean, that's one, <laughs> that's one way to pray the prayer, right? <laughs> to pray the psalm. But it is about, oh, right, like the flourishing of one person in our community is inevitably the flourishing of our whole community. And it's a reminder of the the power of blessing in that way. And I think, honestly, when I think about praying the psalm, I wonder what it would look like to pray, yeah, both blessing over individuals, but also blessing over our churches. Because it strikes me, some of the temptations even like the temptation of verse seven, you alluded to earlier, uh, we're not trusting necessarily in chariots and in horses, but what chariots and horses stand for is always a temptation of the church, right? Yep. To grab onto power and uh, uh-huh. our own might yes. rather than dependence on God. Yeah. And so the ways that this becomes a corporate prayer and not just
1: an individual prayer feels feels really significant to me as I look at it. Yeah, good call. I love that observation of uh, it shifting in sort of that individual blessing, like you said at the beginning and then, and it sort of expands outward as the psalm gets to the end. Yeah. And verse 9 is doing quite a bit of that work too, right? Like there's,
0: it's a really interesting two lines Lord give victory to the king answer us when we call Yeah. That, in other words we are invested in what is about to happen with the king. We are a part of that in some ways and it continues to draw us, I think it's I mean, the Psalms in some sense are easy at times to pray by ourselves, right? So the ways that the Psalms remind us that we pray with other people and on behalf of and for other people, as you said, I think is always really helpful. Good. Aaron, have we done it? Have we conquered Psalm 20? Do we have victory? Do we have victory over
1: Psalm 20? (laughs) I'm going to say this may be a longer journey than that, but but it was fun to think about. That's a fair rebuke. It was a, it yeah. was fun to think about again. This wasn't a, a very super familiar song to, psalm to me, so it was good to to hang out in it for a while.
0: Yeah, I'm very similar. I was not familiar with this song. You know, I I think I know I've read all the psalms because yeah. I've had to and committed to it various times because I've had a psalm, to. It, well, <laughs> I think of some school assignments I had right where I knew, like I, I I definitely checked off that box at one point. But then you come across a psalm and you're just like. I don't I had no idea this was here yeah right? so it's like well I don't know how quickly I was reading you know for that assignment uh, sure 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 I really sure. missed some miss <laughs> some gold so yeah appreciate you helping us uncover the gold of psalm 20. That was fun as always well let's conclude I mean this we have to conclude of course with words of blessing which this psalm has in abundance may the lord answer you when you are in distress may the name of the god of jacob protect you friends go out and pray the psalms